ACAST. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. On this episode of Missing the Point, we give our preview of the college football playoffs. We'll take a look at the teams that got in, whether more teams should have been added, and whether Ohio State really deserves to be in contention for a championship after only playing in six games. We'll preview the matchups between Clemson taking on Ohio State and Alabama taking on Notre Dame. We'll break down which teams have the edge and which team will end up racing the College Football Playoffs National Championship Trophy. We'll also give our thoughts on who will win the Heisman Trophy. Will Trevor Lawrence collect one more piece of hardware before potentially heading to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Or could a wide receiver win it for the first time since Desmond Howard in 1991? Stay tuned to find out. But first, some housekeeping. Missing the Point is a one-hour podcast recapping the biggest stories in the world of sports with a New England flavor. The show notes and transcript from today's episode can be found in the description box below, as well as on our website, www.mtpshow.com. If you're new to the show, please consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate your feedback. Let us know how we're sounding and how we can sound better. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. All of our links will be in the show notes. And check out our brand new website, www.mtpshow.com. That's mtpshow.com. And now, this is Missing the Point, episode 28. But it's all relative. Welcome into Missing the Point. I am your host, Michael Marcangelo, and on this episode, we are talking about the college football playoffs. What a great title for a great tournament, and we're talking about the top 25, the snubs, and we're going to preview all the games. We're also going to talk about the Heisman. I am joined by the real BK Bob Kelly, by Rayshon Buchanan. Don't care how you are, I want to know right off the top, right off the top, what is your issue with the top four teams that were selected and who was snubbed the most. Bobby, go ahead. My biggest issue, so it's not necessarily a specific snub for a team. Uh, I, I do think there was a few teams that deserve to be in there, but that's not my biggest issue with what happened, with how everything went down. My biggest issue is the fact that there is a team that played six games in the national championship tournament. Um, I, I get Ohio State is the best team. I get it. They're one of the better teams in the country. They have a great, phenomenal phenomenal quarterback. They have a great defense, a great coach. They didn't earn it. That's 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 the thing that, that really gets to me the most. I would have liked to see Texas A&M. I would have liked to see Cincinnati, um, Georgia. There's a few teams to me that I think earned it more than they did. Um, granted, I know that they're a better football team on paper, but when it comes to earning yourself in a tournament, that is based off of rankings and not necessarily standings and like your head to head matchups. Like it is in the NFL. It's based off of like opinion and rankings. So to me, like when it comes down to that, you need to earn your way in. And I don't think Ohio state did that. That's my biggest issue from from the get go. It's just like, I don't see how, how you can logically put a six team, a team that played six games in a national championship tournament. I just don't see it. I guess for me, before we, before we go over to Ray Sean, like, you always talk about on this show and in our in our conversations, right? Like you can only play the teams that are in front of you. They were only scheduled. I mean, they only were handed six games. They won them all. So, Ray, like, do they deserve to be there? 
No, they don't. And they don't. I, I mean, I mean, granted, that's that's awesome that they went six and zero. But you know, they got in because of their name, and so did Notre Dame. So let me not just make it uh, an Ohio State bashing here, right? Yes, they went ten and one. I mean, yes, that's great. They were in the AAC, ACC for this year because of uh, you know because of COVID related issues. But to go ten and one, and yes, I know they beat Clemson earlier in the year. Uh, but as we know, that happened without Trevor Lawrence that first time around uh, because Trevor Lawrence was in, uh, involved in the COVID protocol at that time. So when he came back, they smacked him. And it, it was 34 to 10. So I'm not sure any any other team that got smacked 34 to 10, they said, hey, you know, nice year, you know, but, you know, too too, too bad. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see you in, in another time. So, you know, that leads to a question I think Mike's probably going to ask us. And, you know, should they extend the college football playoffs? And to me personally, that answer is yes. I don't know how you feel about it, Bobby um, or Mike, but they have to extend the playoff system because my thing is Ohio State or Notre Dame, to me, should not be involved uh, in it this year. And I said only because of Ohio State only playing six games, like they really moved around the rules just for them. And I'm not I'm not here for that, just for them to get smacked in the first round because they're not winning this weekend whenever they play. So but I know we'll touch on it. I mean, wouldn't adding more teams uh, create like the March Madness like effect? Like, wouldn't it make more sense to have like ten, you know, eight to ten teams, right? And then you, there's going to be one team that you don't expect to win that doesn't have a shot that does, right? That's why everyone. Yeah, but isn't that isn't that why we love March Madness? Yeah, yeah, no, I was saying that. So yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I I, I think the four team playoff selection, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's recently just been the Alabama, uh, the, the Alabama show. Really, I mean, that's 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 all it's been. Alabama, Clemson, every year. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, those three. So, like, if you want to create more of uh, maybe notoriety and more of an interest nationwide, like, add more teams because everybody loves a Cinderella story or the unlikely story, right? And it can't happen if everybody's just cherry picking the four most notable names in college football. Right, but what what, what other what other teams? Like, because my thing is okay. The Pac-12 hasn't had a dominant team in a while, years. In years, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I feel like Oregon was in the play in the championship game the year they beat Cam or lost to Cam. Wouldn't this be the year to to have those teams in there? Because for the first time ever, like they only played conference games. So no one knows who, who like who would have done better against what what conference, right? Nobody does. Yeah, but I mean you but USC or UCLA or Herm Edwards in uh in uh, Arizona State, those those teams wasn't gonna beat anybody in the SEC or the ACC. We we know that. And even, and yes, we know any given Saturday, right? I get or any given Friday night. I understand that, but those guys wasn't those those teams weren't going to come into anybody's stadium. Would, would they have put up thirty or forty? Sure, because college football is a wide open game. But I'm I'm not thinking that any team from the Pac-12 or even the Big 12 for that matter, because the Big 12 they find a way to get in there, whether it's TCU or Oklahoma, you know, or Texas. And then when it when this mattered most, they or Baylor for that matter too, they're up giving fifty five points to a team that they shouldn't give up fifty five points to. So it's, it's ridiculous. So are you advocating for more teams in the playoffs, but less teams that deserve to be there? That's what it kind of sounded like to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, so I, mean, I guess I guess it's kind of a weird argument, but like, I mean, I, I do stand by the point that there should be more teams involved. I just, to me, I just, I don't, I think they have to solidify even further what the actual credentials are, if I'm going to be clear about it, right? So right now, I just think that if you have the big name, you're getting in, right? But as we, you know, as we're going to talk about in a few, there's some teams that have the big names and are in big time conferences that are not getting that bid, and it's just like, yo, like they shouldn't be on the outside looking in, but they are. So you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and I just think, Mike, to go back to what you said earlier, is like if there's any, if there's any year to do it, to me, I'm shocked the NCAA didn't do it because we all know what the NCAA is about. We know what they're always will be about, and that's about their money. So to me, like the way that they set it up this year, I think that they just failed themselves because I think they could have expanded this playoffs and it could have been an amazing television event. But instead, instead, we just have the same four teams that people say is controversial that aren't it. You know what I mean? It's just like they created controversy that they didn't need to in a year where if they did expand this, they would have gotten so much publicity and just so much positive reaction from expanding this playoffs and having a team like I know they lost the Liberty this past weekend, but having a team like a coastal Carolina, I know they'd get absolutely smashed. Smoked. But but who Smoked. wouldn't who wouldn't love to see the possibility of Coastal Carolina going up against Alabama in that first round game? Like I would one hundred 
to do what? I would, but I would 100% tune in because you know what? You never know. You never know. Remember, um, was it even Coastal Carolina? No, it was uh, Florida Go, not Florida Go Coast. No, I, I know, I know exactly what you're. You know what I mean? Out. Like, they oh, no, it's, it's, I know, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll help, I'll help, I'll help out the listeners at home. So what Bobby was talking about, uh, we had to take you all the, all the way back to 2007 at the Big House. Um, they had Mike, they Appalachian. had uh, Mike Hart, Appalachian. They had, yeah, they had, yeah, the Appalachian State comes into, they come into the Big House, and you know our our Monty Edwards, who played quarterback for. Appalachia State just went ape shit on the Michigan defense, ran all over them, threw for whatever he wanted. But I remember watching that because it was like on College Game Day Live or whatever, and they had that that going on. So talking about almost 14 years ago that happening, like it's very it's very rare that that happens. And you know, I I know some people that went to Coastal Carolina not to play fo- you know football. I mean, we all know people that went to Coastal Carolina because that was like a dean <laughs> like a dean pipe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was like dean South, but. I just think to me, like it's Coastal Carolina, like nah, like I I don't know. Yes, they played down south. I get it, but for them to be in the game against Alabama, now I get it from a financial standpoint for them. Sure, that makes perfect sense because those schools they get paid to go up to schools, to uh, bigger schools, and they get they get a share of that money. I'm I'm not mad at that, but to come up there and maybe lose forty eight to seven because we know what Alabama does. If you had said maybe against like an Ohio State or or even a Michigan or a Michigan State, all right, cool. But I guess Alabama roll tide. You know what Mac Jones and them boys would do to them. You know, you know it, Bobby. You know what they would do to them. It would be, it would be over in the first quarter, bro. Just think of the and you're right. When Coastal Carolina would get that money too, is like it would just it would have benefited so many different aspects of college football and college athletics for them to expand it this year. And I just think it's disappointing. They didn't. So basically I think we've come to the conclusion that the, that the top 25 and like the, the college football playoffs, it just lacks parity. Like it's just always the same for Right. Um, So, I mean, I think this year, because there was an expectation of this is the year that anything, anything can happen. Anything has happened. We all know it. Maybe there was going to be an exception, you know, a lot of people freaked out over the fact that, you know, Notre Dame or Ohio State, probably mostly Ohio State, made the playoffs instead of a team like my – I think the, the, the snub for me is, is Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bearcats. I mean, they went 9-0. and They uh, won the American Athletic Conference. It's not a great division. It's not the fact that they didn't get in. It's the fact that they weren't even considered. Like, it just – it never even dawned on them, on the people that, that picked these teams, to say, you know what – uh, nine and oh, seven and oh, uh, you know, uh, home, two and oh, away. They weren't, I mean, again, they, they just did everything that, that they needed to do, and they put them behind a team like Florida, who was eight and three. Eight and three, a three win or three loss team is ahead of a nine and oh team. I, I, I will try to take my bias out of it, everyone. Yes, I'm, I'm from, I am from Boston, born and raised, you know, but I, you know, not on the playground where I spent the most of my days, you know, but I'm, I'm a Gator. I'm that, that is. Ever since the Chris League days, like that, that is that is my team. It's like, look, now, yes, we lost some games that we shouldn't have. Yes, that you know, but you, you know, lost two in a row and are still ranked. We, but we also lost to Alabama, so it's you know, it's not like this to me. There's no shame in losing to Alabama, but um, there's there's always some games that we leave on the table every year under the Dan Mullen era. Our defensive coordinator needs to go too, but I'm I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna get emotional tonight. It's it's just it's hard for me to put. Okay. Perfect example, right? You're saying that Cincinnati was a snub. Okay, I mean, I guess that's a cute Cinderella story. It's the same thing for UCF a couple of years ago. They were 13 and 0. They were 13 and 0. And they was like, you know what? Uh that you know, and, and they so much they were they was raising up their own little trophy, like, yo, like, you know, whether real national champions, so on and so forth. So it's like they're not gonna give that those particular schools or those that then I mean they're not mid-majors because you're D1, but it's like they're not gonna give those type of schools that type of notoriety. Cause once again, I, I and even though, and granted, one of my former students. Uh, went to UCF. So Kenny, you know, <laughs> one of my favorite students, my boy, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, brother, if y'all went against Alabama or, uh, you know, somebody from the ACC, they would have, they would have waxed y'all ass from the, from the beginning to end. I'm sorry. Like it, it just, it is what it is. So you, my dog, you one of my, you one of the best ones I ever had, bro. But I'm, I'm just telling you it'd been, it'd been over. So it's the same thing with Cincinnati. If Cincinnati is somehow snuck in as the four to replace Notre Dame, um, once again, it's the same thing that we would have what Bobby just talked about with Coastal Carolina. What what do you, what do you think Cincinnati was going to do against against Alabama? Please, please, I, I'm 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 listening. Well, hold on. Hold, well, what if, I mean, let's just assume. What if they got three? What if they got, what if they got the three seed, and and they don't play they Alabama? Face, they first? face Clemson. Yeah, 
they would get tri- <laughs> tri- <laughs> Trevor, Trevor, like I can't even get out of sentence because dude, it's, they're it's, at, I mean I'm so just Trevor, I'm just saying Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is the best player in all of college football. That's a fact. It's a, it's like not an opinion, that's a fact. So even if Cincinnati rose up to B3, Trevor, once again, he's he's going to work. There's nothing they can do. They may score 14 points. Okay, bravo, round of applause. You get a participation trophy. They like no, like it is it, it the competition matters, bro. It matters. I'm sorry, it matters. Ray, if every team that we've talked about so far gets smacked by uh by Alabama or or Clemson, why are we going to let more teams into the playoffs if it's already a foregone conclusion that they're gonna lose? You get more competitive games, not necessarily about who's winning the not league. with the number one seed, not if Alabama's in it, apparently. No, but no, no, but you you didn't you didn't you but you you only brought up your snub, and I think Bobby said his. I didn't say mine, like um Texas AM was A and one. And their own their only loss as well was to Alabama. You want their second loss to be to Alabama too? No, I'm saying, but no, you said if you extended it. So my thing is, so six to a three, could they beat? Could they be Ohio State? Sure, they could be Ohio State because just, just the Fields is more up and down than my weight. It's just, it's just that simple. <laughs> um, so it, it, that that's just what it is. So, um, and I know some people, you know, they 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 go crazy over Ohio State, but I want to make I want to make it clear on this show for those that that watch college football. There has not been a good quarterback to come out of Ohio State, not in recent memory, not in history. Y'all have had good running. You have had good running backs. You've had good wide receivers. You've had good defensive linemen. You've had good defensive backs. Quarterbacking is not y'all specialty. Um, it's, 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 just not, it's just not the case. You're not high on Justin Fields? I'm not, I was coming into the year. I was. Um, I think that he, he, he played really well last year, uh, transferring from UGA. You know, and I don't blame him for leaving Athens. Um, outside of the food, there's not much out there, um, so I don't I don't blame him for that. But you know, coming up to Columbus at the at the Shoehorn, they expect you to win. So you know, they they won during with the Jim Tressler. They won with Urban Meyer. So and you know, to me, Justin Fields to me was better than some of those guys that they had in the past. So whether he was better than he was better than the Haskins, in my opinion, better than JT Barrett. I'm trying to remember the guy that they that they had a quarterback. When they beat Miami back in the day with Maurice Claret, I forget. Craig Krenzel. Craig Krenzel, yeah. I was going to say Jim Trestle, but that was the coach. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, good. So, good. Nice, nice clean up there, Bobby, for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Doctor at quarterback, bro. That dude was the smartest quarterback in the history. You know, yeah, of exactly. Football. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's just like to me, they don't, they don't produce that. So, yeah. Do I think, do I think Texas AM at a six seed could beat a three seed that was six to no and didn't have real competition because they did mainly just they didn't play out the schedule, not because they couldn't play real competition. They didn't play enough games, so I do think that that's feasible. So, and as we said before the show, or we might have said it while we got on, but it's like it has been the Alabama Invitational. It has yeah. because Nick Saban continuously brings uh, Alabama brings that smoke. They just do. They want the smoke, and year in and year year out, they find talent. You know, we're going to talk about the Heisman stuff later on. You know, they got a guy on their team. Well, two guys on that team that really steal the show on a weekly basis. But I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I still stand by. There should be more teams in there. That's a, just to have more competitive games. But uh, to me, Texas A&M was a snub. And, you know, I felt like they could have made some noise had they been a six seed. All right, Bobby, who's your snub? Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go with who you brought with brought up at first. And that's Cincinnati, man. Um, they started out. So what, what bothers me the most about it is they started out undefeated in the first rankings at number seven. So you see them at number seven when the first rankings come out, and you're like, okay, a couple teams lose ahead of them. Maybe they could jump them. Literally every single team ahead of them has lost since then, and they still didn't jump them. Like, you look at Notre Dame. They just got waxed by Clemson, absolutely smoked, and they get in. Uh, Texas A&M, they lost to, right, who did you just say they lost to? They lost to Alabama. Oklahoma has lost to Alabama. All these teams that are surrounding Cincinnati have lost games since these rankings came out. And it's just like, what are we really doing here? It's like, that's when you expect every single year, you expect these teams to jump up into these rankings. And it's like, how can you not, how can you not let Cincinnati into that? And it's like, the the Ohio State thing is just really what bothers me. It's like, it's just, you can't let a team in at six and oh, and expect 
if they win these two games and they're eight and zero, and you have teams that have played eleven, twelve games, you're telling me that an eight and zero team deserves to be a champion over teams that have played twelve, thirteen games that have actually gone through a season? That's crazy. You know what I mean? The NCAA couldn't have got this more wrong putting them in there, man. Are you they more upset have. that 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 they got in, or that the that the governing body changed the rules to get them in? That's what it is. Is they changed the rules to get them in because like. Didn't isn't the Pac-10 ineligible for national championship consideration right now because they didn't play enough games, and you're going to change the rules just so Ohio State can get in? But to be fair, to be fair, like we said, <laughs> there's nobody in the Pac-12 that's worth seeing right now, right now, right now. Anyways, right now, um, you know this is this is not 2005 anymore. Six Reggie and oh, man, you're going to six and oh. You know, but no, I I get it. But I mean, once again, and I, I asked this to to both of y'all. Do do you think that Cincinnati would have beat a Notre Dame? Would they have beat Would they have beat Ohio State? Do, do y'all like with, with a straight face? Do you do y'all really believe that if they came in here tomorrow, it was like, all right, you know, we we're you know we're right, we're nine and zero, we're playing well. Do you guys really believe they would have gave Clemson or Notre Dame a game? I think that for a team. That was that's average margin of victory was like twenty three points a game. I think they might have a shot. I, I now I don't I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I think it could make it interesting though. I think they could be that Appalachian State, right? That, I think that, they earned it. Yeah, I mean, I just think. No, that, no, I mean, no, I, I, they're better. They're better than that Appalachian State team. Like, I, I don't want to sound like I, mean, I meant like the story though. Like you said, that we're talking about thirteen years ago. If there was ever a year to have a once in a lifetime event, is it not twenty twenty? I mean, haven't we all learned that is that 2020 is a year for one once in a lifetime, once in generational things? I think moving on to to, to pre- start previewing the games, right? Because uh, New Year's Day is going to be is going to be jam packed with uh, with college football. The first game on the dock it's going to be Alabama versus uh, Notre Dame. Obviously, you know we all know Alabama 11 and 0. Nick Saban is a first of all, he doesn't even need to be on premise in, to coach for the team to win. Like remember, he was he was yelling at his television because he had COVID twice, and he could not participate in the events, and they they still won. I think some of the storylines the storylines here are you know Alabama. If you look at it, and Notre Dame are kind of built similarly, but Alabama is just better. I mean, they they just they they are a factory for the NFL. The teams have the two best offensive lines in college football, as well as two of the best front sevens on, on the other side of the ball. I will say. You know, I think the keys to the game are that you know, Notre Dame is going to try and slow this uh, this game down. And Alabama, you know, with Mac Jones and Devonta Smith, they're just going to try and speed it up and run all over them. I mean, I think this opened up as a Alabama was a 17-point favorite. So, you know, for you, Ray, I'll go to you because I started with Bobby last time. What are your expectations of this game? Is it going to be a blowout? Or are, are, is there a chance that Notre Dame, you know, has a chance? I think I think you just brought it up, right? So I know this was this is a rematch of the uh, of the twenty twelve national championship twenty thirteen yeah. So you know I think that's where the, the Monte Teo uh, story came out, right? Uh, <laughs> and you know so and 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 you know the, the the irony of that whole situation was that you know he was a no show for the yeah, game. Just no show. The team was a no show, and so so was his girlfriend. So you know it, it's just like wow, you know what, what do you, what do you know? But I do think we'll have a similar outcome. The only difference is I think that Notre Dame will start out hot and everyone will be on Twitter going crazy. You know, our group chat will be going crazy. Like, man, are you seeing this? Ray, I told you it's not the Alabama Invitational. And I'm and I'll sit, I'll sit there. Like I think we all told you that it was though. Right, right. No, I'm saying about like, you know, some somebody will be on Twitter saying that it wasn't because we'll we'll live tweet during the game and you know, I'll I'll play the role of Stephen Name just saying, sit back, relax, give it time. Because Alabama with Mac Jones and Devontae Smith and you know and, and Najee Harris, um, that offense is crazy, and we all we, we don't we know what the defense does. So, like I said, Notre Dame will start out hot, and I'll say, like I'll say it'll be like it'll be seventeen to ten Notre Dame at the half, and then I can see Alabama scoring like thirty straight and win forty to seventeen. That would be a wild game because I think that twenty in that twenty thirteen game, what didn't didn't uh, Alabama score the first thirty five points? They had like five hundred. Yeah, it, it was it was it was a joke. They had, it was a five hundred and thirty yards of of offense, and they held uh, Notre Dame to what was like it was like 30, 32 yards of rushing for the entire game. What was it? Wasn't Trent Richardson on that team, Bobby? Was Trent yeah. Richardson on the team? That yeah, was the Trent like Trent. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, and, and like I said, this 
Trent, Trent, Trent Richardson, okay, at Alabama, I mean, we know he was a bust as a pro, but Trent Richardson at Alabama was really special. Like he was a man. That that, that one run that he had running down the sideline, where he he zigzagged, he, he made that man bow down to him on the floor. I said, oh my god! I said, oh this this man is special. But then he gets he gets to he gets to in Indianapolis. It be, basically becomes the. Uh, uh, what's the guy? He, he becomes the Brian Boswick of uh, of running backs and just can't do anything. So, yeah, man. I, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I just think it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wrap. Alabama's just they're too too big, too fast, too strong, too good. But one thing I'll say before I kick it over to you, Bobby, is you know you mentioned Ray. Like you know we all know what that defense is gonna do. I mean they're they're allowing what nineteen and a half points a game. But if you really look at it, three of their four games against a top twenty five team, they've allowed more than twenty four points a game. So they are vulnerable. But that doesn't take into consideration, like, are those garbage time? Like, is that are those garbage time points? Oh no, I mean, you, you still you still give it up though. I mean, I, I don't I don't believe in that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you still you got you got to stop the other team. Like, so it doesn't matter whether you're up thirty or. I mean, that does. I guess because of context, we're saying that. But you know, vulnerable. Sure. Does that will that take them out of it? I don't know. Like I said, I just to me, Saban's knock to me was always offensive. Like, team teams are nervous because of that defense. Their defense was always crazy. But now, as of late, Saban's had a hell of a run offensively. Jerry Judy, that that dude Waddle they got. Listen, hey, Bill, hey, this is not the Patriots podcast. But if you find Waddle later on in the second round and that man is there, get that man. That dude is a dance instructor on the field. My God, go get that man because you're not going to get the other receiver they got because he's going to go in the top five. But go get Waddle. That that dude is, is special. You want you want a replacement for number eleven? That's the guy right there. You heard it here first. Yeah, no. So that's you literally. That was perfect segue because you literally just went into right exactly what I was going to say. Is the thing with this Alabama team is like it's not your your I was going to say your grandpa's Alabama team, but it's not our two thousand twelve Alabama team anymore. This isn't the greatest game on earth, seven to three against LSU, Alabama anymore. This is Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris. It's not headlined by that defense anymore. And it's been like this for the past few years. It's headlined by the big plays they make. You know what I mean? We've seen this in Tua, Jalen Hurts. It's just, I don't know if it's that they changed the way they're recruiting, but it's not that same or it's just a different way NFL or NCAA football is played now. It's not the same teams it used to be. You know what I mean? It's not the Devontae Hightower Alabamas anymore, where they're just absolutely dominating teams in the defensive end. They don't need to do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, they put up 40 to 50 points almost every single game I've watched them this year. I mean, Mac Jones' uh, stat line reads as this, 32 touchdowns, four picks, 3,700 yards passing. Unreal. Even though he won't do that in the NFL, but he's really good right now. <laughs> I think what's more, I think what's more impressive though, you know, is you know Devonta Smith. He only going into the SEC championship game. You know, he had 106 targets. He had two drops all season. Of those, I mean that that's wild. So 61. I, you have you have here in the notes. 61 of his 83 receptions are for first downs. Are you serious? So that's 75 percent of his catches. That's insane. 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 Yeah. So I think I think for for all of us, you know, we don't we, we don't want to you know beat a dead horse here. Is there a chance that Notre Dame wins? Sure, sure, right, yeah, sure, sure. Just, just for content, sure. There's a chance. You can never have too much of that. But in reality, in reality, this has all the makings to be an Alabama 45, Notre Dame 21 game. I think it's going to be an absolute rout by by Nick Saban's team, uh, and and I think that. Once again, we're going to find the Crimson Tide in, 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 the, in the actual championship game. I don't know if you guys feel any differently. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like I just said, this isn't A.J. McCarron's Alabama anymore. You know what I mean? This isn't, this is, this isn't that team that we're, that, that's going to put up 22 points and you could possibly upset if you have a good offensive day. No. If you want to beat this team, you got to show up and you got to score some damn points. Um, and I think that's what puts them ahead of the dominant teams that we saw back in the day. I think the these Alabama teams are on a different level, man. Right, but you you know you know what it is too, Bobby. Like, cause I think about the the notable losses they've had. So, I think in 2010 when they lost to to Auburn during Cam Newton's special year, Cam Newton might have been the best player we've ever seen in college, especially that season. Anyways, 
Um, I think he had like 48 touchdowns or total touchdowns that year. Like the whole season was absurd. The whole season, yeah, it was just it's unreal. Like he, it was really, it really was a man amongst boys, and he just did whatever he wanted against Alabama. Like, so if you don't have that type of athlete, and then obviously when, um, you know, even though he once again didn't do much in the NFL, but Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, when he when he when he was at Texas A and M, people forget he was running around doing stuff. You know, looking like looking like a wizard. He was looking really good. Exactly, exactly. Even the Georgia teams that just lost to them in the championship two years ago that gave him a great game. Look at that team, man. Their Georgia team had Calvin Ridley. They had um, Michelle. They had Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? They had guys that could keep up with this offense, and that's why they took them to where they were. Notre Dame, Ian Book isn't doing it. You know what I mean? He's not taking them to that glory land. He's not doing it. Just so that everyone out there knows, uh, Ian Book's stats aren't great. I mean, he's he's good, right? I just don't think he's great. He, he's uh, this year we have 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, and 26 yards, uh, 2600 yards passing for for Notre Dame. So I mean, it's just he's. I think he's a mediocre or average college quarterback, which means he's he's going to probably be. He's not going to have much of a career in the NFL, and he doesn't really pose a threat to Alabama. Moving on. Game number two, <laughs> just right on. <laughs> Bye. Right on cue. See you later. The final line for that game right now is 20 and a half, which is like, which is like the, the Kansas City Chiefs playing the New York Jets. That's, that's, that's the type of confidence Vegas has in Alabama in this game right now. I mean, it opened at 17 and a half. Yeah, that, that's, that's insane. That's insane, dog. Yeah. No, that's insane. Yeah. Like, wow. That's, that's wild. Second game of the night, uh, we have the – I think they call it the, the – is it the Sugar Bowl now? Is that what it is? Uh, we have the, the Clemson Tigers versus the 6-0 and o Ohio State Buckeyes. I think for any college football fan, you can only hope that uh, Clemson-Ohio State Part 2 is as good as it was last year, right? That's the hope. I mean, I think in, in last season's uh, college football playoff final, semifinal, uh, Clemson – didn't they come back from like a – a 16 or 17 point deficit and win uh, with Trevor Lawrence and it's like a 35 yard touchdown pass. That's what we need. Like that's, if there is a game that will provide you with that new year's day revitalization as you're all hungover, unable to get out of bed, it's probably going to be this game, right? Because this, this game is, it's pretty much, it opened at a Clemson, uh, their, their favorite at six and a half points. I don't know what it is anymore. This game smells it's to way me. Too low. Is there it's a, t- a, a touch? It's a touchdown. No, seven. It, is there a chance that Ohio State can upset Clemson and go on to? I mean, it, because wouldn't that be the narrative, right? Is that they don't deserve to be there? They're only won six games, and then they beat the football team that has not the Washington team, but a football team with the greatest player in college football right now, Trevor Lawrence. What does that say about Ohio State? What does it say about everything? I just hope. <laughs> You don't want I, to happen. I hope it doesn't. Yeah, like we, I just hope that doesn't happen because I'm just I, I'm so disappointed with Ohio State being in there that I hope Clemson waxes them. I I, I think they're going to uh, because I think the Clemson team that we saw against Notre Dame and the team we saw the first six weeks is the real Clemson team. Uh, when Lawrence went out, you definitely saw a change. Um, you know, be, whether it be the COVID or whether it be. Um, because they just didn't have their star star quarterback. Even when he came back, uh, they they definitely didn't look the same until last week. Um, this team is loaded with weapons. Uh, I love Etienne. He's he's been one of my favorite college bas- uh college basketball huh. college running backs for the past um, three four years since he came in as a freshman. Uh, I really like this Clemson team, and I will. You guys know how I feel about Trevor Lawrence. I think this game's not even going to be close. I think the seven is too small. If I if I was if I was betting man, which we all know I am, um, I'm taking Clemson. Absolutely, I'm taking. Clemson. Do you think that or do you hope that? I think that I really do because I, I think Trevor Lawrence is is too much for this Ohio State team. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess I haven't seen this exact Ohio State team much this year, especially because they've only played six games. I don't know if I've said that yet, but. I, I just think he's gonna he's gonna take them over this entire game. I think Trevor Lawrence is the best player in college football, and I think you're gonna see it after this weekend. There's always a chance, so you know. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance? Yes, there, there there's a chance that they do something 
this weekend. But to me, like I said, it's, it's, it's slim to none. It's slim to none. It's like, it's unbelievable. Once again, like I said, we, we all have agreed that they shouldn't be in, in this moment. But I know a lot of people from Ohio, a lot. And it's like a whole lot of shit. It's a whole lot. Because they took Urban Meyer. They, t- they took Urban Meyer from, you know, they took Urban Meyer from, from my Gators, you know. Um, so they, they talk real crazy. So T-Law, Sunshine, you know, Ronnie Bass, I, I need you to dominate. I need you to have that, throw that pitch left. I need you to throw that ball a mile. I need that, you know, left side, strong side. I need you to beat their I like ass that sunshine reference, bars. bro. Yes, I, I, I need it. I need good. it, Trev. I need it. Um, like, I, I want I want him to put throw 50 on him. I want 50. Like, hell, you can get to 60, Trev. I want, I want, I want it to be an annihilation of epic proportions. Like, that's what I want. You know, and like Bobby said, I t- like listen, they're try- they're, that's the better trying to respect Ohio State because Ohio-, Ohio State has been what they've been. Clemson's winning this by at least two touchdowns, at least, at least. This shit should be over at the half. Band bands on the field, the bands should be on the field playing whatever they want to play. You know, hell to Ohio, whatever you want to play. It's it's over. It's over. The coronation will happen on Friday night. It's over. I think. I think especially you know if if the Buckeyes aren't healthy, right? Because I think in the last game they were, they had twenty two players that were sidelined for various reasons. So it, let's let's just assume that not everyone is able to take the field. Again, I think that this makes the governing body look terrible if they put a six and zero team in there to get smoked, right? That. That just that that reaffirms everything that we're talking about on 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 the on on the show. They got in because their name is the Ohio State, right? That's it. That is it. That there is no other reason as to why that they're in this. And I think that you know Justin Fields last year, that guy, the guy was a baller, right? Thirty-two hundred yards, forty-one touchdowns, three picks. This year, we got fifteen hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns, five picks. Again, only six games. I think he is a very very dynamic player. I think he is a, I would say a great college football player, but for me, and I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about this, Bobby. I think if you are a team that has only played six times in the span of the last five months, it's hard to have formed a rhythm to go against the greatest college football player currently right there now in Trevor Lawrence. So if this is a blowout, how bad does this make the decision to put Ohio state in the tournament look. It looks really bad. I, I can already see the tweets. You know what I mean? You can already see you can already see the Texas AM players, the Cincinnati players being like, we could have lost 42 to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we could have lost 35 to nothing. You know what I mean? Like the, the, I can already see them out there. And it's like I, I really believe that is going to happen because even this Ohio State team, yeah, they're six and oh, yeah, they're the Ohio State. Yeah, they were in the playoffs last year, and it's pretty much, you know, besides the 22 players that were missing uh, the same team from last year. Yep. But listen, even this year in the games against good teams, like this team hasn't shown up. You know what I mean? Like even last week against, um, they were playing, was it Northwestern? Northwestern. They, they, they barely beat. I mean, they beat them by two touchdowns, but they beat them undecisively. It was like the chiefs this last weekend where you're like, uh, is that team? Is that team playing well? Like, what's going on with them? Um, and then they haven't. Has Ohio State played a top team so far this year at all? So I just don't believe. I don't see it from them this year. I just don't see it, and I really think the NCAA looks bad by the end of this. And we're going to see those tweets happening. It's going to happen. It'll be a Mickey Mouse championship if they win. Yeah, just like a, hey, you know, Ohio fans, listen to me. Just like a lot of y'all in basketball was clowning your y'all y'all former y'all prodigal son LeBron for that Mickey Mouse championship, it'll be a Mickey Mouse championship for y'all if y'all finish eight and zero and win your little national championship. It'll be Mickey Mouse for y'all too. So it sounds like it's it's a it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like if they win, it's like screw the governing body for letting them in. If they, and if they get trounced, it's like see, we told you, like screw you for letting them in. There's really no. I mean, way. It's, it's definitely personal for me. It's personal. Yeah, you can't you can't tell, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's, it's definitely personal. So, uh, please, please, Trevor Lawrence, hand, handle your business, man. Do your job, please. It's only personal for me against the NCAA. 
That's what they, they, they just annoy me because it's like they just push all the time that, you know, they don't push it. But we know that the way that they run things is about money. And it's yes. like, OK, we get it. You put up the Ohio State in. But if there's any year that people are going to want to see that expanded tournament, that people are going to want to see these teams actually get a chance to win a championship, it's this year. So it's just like they couldn't have failed more all around, and I hope that's just solidified when it comes time for the end of this game, when it's thirty-five to nothing, Clemson, and people are like, "Well." But I, I want, I want, I want to make it clear because I think I talked about it being, or we talked about it being, uh, six teams. Like, I, I want eight. So if you want to give, if you want to do it how like the NFL does it, where they two give, buys, yeah, two, yeah, two buys, that's fine. I, I want, I want that. That would be the better scenario. So make it eight teams. So, you know, then Bobby can get his Coastal Carolinas in there, you know, to get smacked by 40 points. They wouldn't make it, but Cincinnati would because Coastal Carolina was ranked a little bit lower. But it's okay. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. So, 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 yeah, so, you know, the Bearcats can get Bearcats down and lose. But it's like, but it would have been worth it for, it's, it's worth it. I know this is like a bigger conversation for like about all of college football and how they should expand this, but it would be worth it for that one year. You know what I mean? No, that going forward, year, though, that one year, though. Right, but I'm just, no, I mean, like, for that one year, it does happen. You know what I mean? Yes, nine out of ten years, that eight team is going to lose by 40 points. It's going to happen. But that one time that eight seed takes that one seed down or that takes that top team down, it would be the best story in sports, and we'd be talking about it the entire year. So it's like, guess what are you doing here? You know what I mean? You want to make money? Make your money. Just do it right. So, Ray, I think you're the only person that I know, you know, besides me, that could argue and advocate for having more teams in a playoff scenario and then say that trash teams that go 9-0 and shouldn't be in there because they're going to get smoked. Like, I just don't – so it doesn't seem like there's a way to make you happy here. Uh, Florida, no, there is a way to make me happy. Ohio State can lose this weekend. I'll be happy. But I guess, it, I guess if Ohio State loses and Florida was in there, you'd be really happy. Really. Well, of course. Of course. But, okay, okay, okay. So, okay, now – now because now you're putting me on a couch. Now I got to go to therapy. All right, so – if Florida was the seventh the eighth seed, yeah, of course. Let let my gauges come in here because my guy Kyle Trask, um, another former student. I like Mark- Kyle Trask, man. Yeah. I like oh, Kyle Trask. Oh man, uh, should be the Heisman. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna get into that shortly. But you know, they they got my guy for another couple of years. One of my former students, Naquan Wright. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you, big big homie. I got, got to send this to you when this is done. But proud of you, man. We have Wait, that's real. Wait, rewind, rewind. No, no, you you know it for the Gator. Yeah, Na- Naquan Wright, uh, my my former yeah one of my former students taught him in tenth grade. Um, he's now you know one player of the year down there in Miami, and um, you know one national one the state championship down there as well. Uh, their junior year, I think. And uh, yeah, so you know known him for a while. Uh, still keep in touch with him actually to this day. Actually, so yeah, he's he's a really good kid, really good player. Um, you know they got some guys ahead of him, so you know it's been. Uh, you know, he's got some opportunities this year, but, you know, he got his first touchdown this year, so that, that was dope. But, um, yeah, so I was like, I just want them to keep grinding. So, like I said, it's personal for me, not just because that's my team, but I, was like, I got kids that I had that play for him that I want them to do well. So, um, and then we, I mean, and, and to, to add the icing on the cake, we have, uh, and once again, bias, but I just, I feel others agree with me when they hear this. We have the best tight end in all of college football, Cal Pitts. 6'6", 245, um, you know, and you can't teach that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so you can't, you can't, you can't teach it. So he runs like a wide receiver. Once again, I don't want to turn into an NFL show, but if you're there, if you're there at 14, Kyle Pitts, I would love to see you wear number 84 for the red, silver, and blue up here at Foxborough. That would be phenomenal. We, we need you badly. Yeah, you, I see, you, I see, you, and Keenan not the answer, but like I said, we're not going to get into that. But you want to um, see, you want to see, you want to see Jared Stidham throw it five yards in front of him into the ground. That's what you want to see. No, I, no, listen, you're not going to get me pissed off right now. I, I don't want to talk about that, but we, we need 84 up here, though. We, we need, you know. Well, before we get to the Heisman talk, can we at least just get to our, our championship game predictions, please? Okay. So I got, I, can I, can I start? Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So we, <laughs> yeah. We all have. Alabama versus Clemson. Who wins and why? Uh, so I'm gonna go. So as much as I couldn't stand, I can't stand Ohio State. I cannot stand Alabama even more. Why? Why? Because they're yeah. they're in the SEC like my Florida Gators. Because well, they're better. 
No, listen, it's not about them. Yes, there, there's moments when they have been better, obviously. I, that's that's not the, you know, it's been a long time since we won in 2006. By moments, you mean seasons, maybe even a decade. No, we've got some victories in between there. Let's, 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 not, let's not go crazy. But yes, they've, they've been national champion. They've done some other stuff. So yes, they've, they've, been, they've been on top. Like I said, since Urban Meyer left, they've had a much better time than, than we did. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, and, you know, to me, they always – for the most part, have a cupcake schedule. Um, but once again, I know Bobby, you play who's in front of you. I get it, but they do have a cupcake schedule. When you play guys in fucking Central Michigan, you know that are like eight and one, thinking like, oh, you know, we beat the Central Michigan team. I'm like, dude, like they had, they've had one pro come out of there, and that was Antonio Brown ten years ago. Relax. But anyway, anyways, um, I, I got I got Clemson winning this mainly because I think Trevor Lawrence. Once again, you need that special type of player to beat Alabama. And, um, you know, whether it was Deshaun Watson, Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, Trevor Lawrence is in that. Uh, he's in that mode, he's in that category. So I got Clemson winning. I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. Uh, I'll say Clemson wins 40 to 37. Okay. All right. Bobby, who do you got? Uh, so I, I don't want to go chalk here, and I don't want to, like, just go completely agree here, but I, I'm going to completely agree. Um <laughs> I, I think Clemson is the better team here. Let's remember that Clemson didn't lose much. Um, they have pretty much the same playmakers, the same person running the offense, and absolutely the same coach um, running the team. Of a team that beat Alabama, I don't know if everyone remembers this, 44-16 to 16 last year. Grant, the two was banged up. I know it wasn't the same Alabama team we had seen all year. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. They still had a team, and they and right. They got, it, but it's yeah. still right. I was, but it's still yeah, Bama. They, they, you know they, what I mean? It's still don't, Bama. don't discredit it. Yeah, give, give it, it was home. four to sixty, and 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 when it comes down to it, this team is just better. You know what I mean? I know that they had rough spots this year. They almost lost to BC. All these things, but listen, what did I say last week on the live show? Success through adversity, and this team showed that. Yes, they lost that one game, but it was a great game, and they didn't have their full team and they still almost pulled that game out success through adversity clemson is going to smoke them let me ask you a question ray i mean i know school's in session so my hands raised i'm asking a question here um if alabama were to let's say blow out clemson right because trevor lawrence gets injured in this game would you say don't discredit it because you know it doesn't matter they still have a team or do you say the Clemson lost because Trevor Lawrence wasn't on the field? Because I just feel like your hatred for Alabama it does is, feel like that. is overcoming you. And you're just not looking at this objectively. Okay, so let me be subjective then. Uh, the guy, I, I, I forget the, the backup's name, but that backup played phenomenal in Trevor Lawrence's absence. Like, he was, he was great. Now, will he do what Deshaun Watson did and, you know, some other guys did to Alabama? No. Um would they lose to them? Sure. But I, I do, I do, I do think that he would make it respectable. So instead of it being 40 to 37, like I, like I uh, have Clemson winning, I think that Alabama probably would win like 40 to 27 instead. Um, Cause that kid's going to score. They, they scored, um, you know, I remember that BC game, like he was, he was doing DJ, DJ Uga. Yeah. Uga, Uga, yeah, yeah, Uga, Uga you know, Umaga, whatever, you know, who who's out of chance championship, you know, but um <laughs> I, I just I just think that that's that's just that's just what it is. So um subjectively, uh no, I mean listen, it's it's hard to win the championship at any level. Um so let, let me just put on put on the, the professor cap and not be not not be the hater or, or be or be biased. Subjectively, it's hard to win the championship. Um Nick Saban year in a year has done what he needs to do from a recruitment standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, uh from a mentorship standpoint. So um, this would be the last thing that I say nice about them. So Mike, screw you. Um, but you know they they will win. You know if I say if he's if he's to go down, um, instead of them winning by a field goal, meaning Clemson, I think they would lose forty to twenty seven to um, to Alabama. If that's the case. But it, it won't it won't be something where it's watered down because they won. So you both have Clemson beating Alabama. I have Alabama beating Clemson. I think the final score of this game is going to be somewhere around around like forty five. 35. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's, I think it's going to be reasonably close. I just think that double digits though. Yeah, I just I think I think uh, Mac Jones and Devontae Smith are just too much. I just think that those two are better than Trevor Lawrence is by himself. If that makes sense. And for me, I think that they're going to be. They're, they're, that's a dynamic duo. I, I think 
if if we get this game, it sounds like everyone thinks that it's going to this is going to be the game. There's going to be no one watching this game that is disappointed, like in the quality of the game, because it's going to be an amazing football game to watch. It won't be like last year. Round three is that is that round three? Clemson Alabama, if it happens, yeah, right? yeah. I, it won't be like last year. So, what did yeah? It'd be, it's it's one one right now. So, um, yep. You know, but hey, like Dabble said a free, free, uh, free a few years ago. Excuse me, uh, BYOG, bring your own guts, baby. That's right. Let's get it. Let's make it happen. I love Dabo Sweeney, man. He is he is such a good. Oh, yeah, he's your type of guy, Bobby. I, I I I know. I I love Dabo, man, and and he he really is. So that's funny that he said it because like. I, you know, I love my Pete Carroll. I love my Rob Rob guys, and that's exactly what Dabo is. And I think that that's even if Lawrence isn't up to his full prestige and doesn't play his best game, I think Dabo is enough. I like Dabo better than Nick Saban as a football coach. So I think Dabo could take Alabama and game plan right. And even if Lawrence didn't play his best game. I still think Clemson wins this game. I just think they're better. Travis Etienne is a real running back, but he, he's. So Sweeney's wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong for saying that Lawrence should still win the Heisman, though. I, I disagree with that. I, it's I a perfect segue, Ray, because now that we've just dis- now that we discussed the actual, playoff, it's almost like he's done this before. Yeah, I mean, have you been practicing? Well, now let's talk. <laughs> now, now, now let's talk a little bit about the, the you know the Heisman because you know I think that this is uh, obviously this year again. It's just it's just a weird year, right? And I think that for the first time in a long time, that there is a chance that a wide receiver could win the Heisman. I think it would be the first time since 1991. Is that Desmond Howard? Is that right? Is that 91 is when he yeah. won the Heisman? Yep. Yeah. I, I, so I think if, you know, Devontae Smith from Alabama, if he, if he wins it, he'd be the first non, the first non quarterback since Derrick Henry in 2015. Right. Is that right? It feels right. Yes. And, and the first wide receiver in the last 29 years. So for you, um, and I'll start with you, Ray, cause you offered me that excellent segue. Who's your Heisman winner and why? Uh, so objectively, Kyle Trask. Um, objectively, I mean, because uh, I'm, I'm all I said by you know subjectively, yeah, subjectively, because yeah, not object, yeah. Uh, oh no, maybe it was a Freudian slip. I guess I go and make Bobby a sandwich. Um, listen to that interview; should show it'll be in the show notes. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, okay, I'd like to say I Kyle Trask to me was awesome, but I mean, I just he's not going to win it with him having three losses. So. Um, do I do Pitts? think I I do I do think it would be um because Mac Mac Jones is a is a finalist too right yep. yeah yeah so I I think he'll probably end up getting it they're not going to give it to Devonte Smith only because he just won Player of the Year and usually when they do that it's it's like oh you know we'll we'll just give him this because he's not going to end up winning the Heisman so um they do the same thing in the NFL like oh like well he got the AP Player of the Year that means he's not that he, he that person's not getting the MVP award so. You know, so they, they don't usually double up like that. So I, I think Mac Jones gets it. Um, like like Mike alluded to, they are the best duo. Um, you know, I, I I'm choking as I say that because it makes me sick to say it. <laughs> um, but they, they they have been the best duo in all of college football. So you know, we ha- we have to be objective on here and not subjective. So um, well, well, you can be whatever you want. I'm just I'm just gonna call you on your bullshit. No, 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 no. That, I mean, no. That's 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 fine. But you know, and, and, you know, like I said, I'm I'm already I'm already uh, emotional about. You know, Florida not doing much uh, when it mattered at the end, but it is what it is. But no, Matt, Matt Jones, Matt Jones deserves it. Um, you know, so you know the headlines and Tuscaloosa can be uh, returning to Mac uh, when he wins it. I mean, wouldn't it make sense though for you? I mean, Kyle Trask, right? Forty six total touchdowns, forty three throwing. You know, forty one hundred yards passing, uh, pass averaging just under four hundred yards passing per game. That's a, I mean that that feels like. You know, there's a, there is a compelling case. I think again, this is the year. Because uh, I want to jump you, Bobby. I think that you're just gonna. I, I think you have a little bit different of a take than I have. Uh, I hope that you do. If you don't, then we can just cut this out and post. I think Devontae Smith should be the guy. I think for a guy that has 17 touchdowns in a season, but 13 of those 17 came in the final six games after the other wide receiver Jalen Waddle went out. So he stepped up. He was and is. Not if not the number one reason, the number one A reason as to why this team, this Alabama team, is where it is. My so my thought, 
my guess, my hope, is that Devontae Smith is is the Heisman winner this year. Bobby, you? So I like so I love Devontae Harris, uh Devontae Smith. I think he's gonna be um a comparable wide receiver to what we've been seeing out of like uh DK Metcalf in the NFL. Um where that rookie year he's gonna he's gonna just wreck in the NFL. However, I think Mac Brown deserves that Heisman. I really do. Or Mac Jones. Why do I keep fucking up the last name? Uh, Mac Brown, right? <laughs> I, I think I think Mac Jones deserves that Heisman because like like we've been seeing, it is always the quarterback that wins that Heisman. And to lead your team in such a crazy 2020 to a dominant number one seed and a team that everyone's going to vote for the Heisman winner. Um, I just think that it just seems chalk that he's going to win. It's just the way that the Heisman voters go. You know what I mean? You have the best team in the country with the best quarterback in the country with the best statistical season. He's in the not country. the best quarterback in the country. But statistically right now he is. Besides Kyle Trask. Right. So, so he's not. Besides, but besides because he's Kyle Trask isn't going to win. You know what I mean? You look at 11 or no. Alabama, number one, about to win the national championship in the college football playoffs. It's just the way that the Heisman voters vote. Joe Burrow won it. Kyle Murray won it. Baker Mayfield won it. All these guys were competing for the national championship and their quarterbacks. It's gonna be it's gonna be Mac Jones. What I will say about the about the evolution of the offense for Alabama, and this is the case that if I were voting for Mac Jones, I would make to everybody else there, is there's only been ten times in Alabama's history where a quarterback is thrown for more than 400 yards, right? Mac Jones has four of them this year, this year. I mean, and if you want to just, if you want to just, if you want to just want to add on to it, he has 18 touchdowns and three picks against ranked opponents this year. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a joke. It's a, it's a joke. How, how good he, he's been. Um, you know, once again, I mean, I know, uh, you know, there's a team up in Foxborough that, that needs a quarterback severely. So on the Kyle Trask point, right? Well, you know, we'll see. If if is he not is he not Tim Tebow that can throw? Is that not what Kyle Trask is? That he that's what he no, looks he's, like he's to me not, when you watch not, him. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not I mean, he's built. He's 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 six, he's six five, two forty, and you know, um, could I? You know, you you got me going there for a second, um. It's just amazing to me that he was on the bench because Felipe Franks sucked. He blows. He was awful. Can he go under center, or is he? Or can he? Can he not? He, 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 could, he could do. He could do both. He's right, well, better. Then, see, he's, he's better. Went up on Tebow already. Right. There yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Exactly. But you know, which hurts me to say that because we also share the same birthday. But Tebow's my guy. But I do love Tebow. Yeah. You know. Uh, you guys remember my me, Tebow to face? Me, I felt like I felt like trash. Really reminded me of Drew Bledsoe, but with legs. Um, I say he's built like him, 6'5", 240, can throw it all over the field. Clearly, I said when you get forty five touchdowns, forty four touchdowns. Um, and granted, he's not going to run just because he can run like when he when he needs to, right? So, um, to me, I guess now the modern day comparison because I said you know like oh who's who's your blesso? If you're not, I mean, granted, we're New England show, so people know who the hell he is, but um. <laughs> If for, for the younger fans who never saw that a number eleven play, um, you know you just saw you the quarterback I'm going to compare him to. You just saw him wax the Patriots last night, and that's Josh Allen. That's that's who he's like. He's he's just like Josh Allen. And if that's the case, we'll be back on top very soon. You heard it here first. So we have I have De, uh, Devontae Smith. You have Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. Yep. Yep, unfortunately, but yep. So we're all going Alabama. I'm 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 just the contrarian as always, picking the wide receiver, which would be the first one, as I said, since 1991 to do it. He's favored, by the way, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is the is the right now odds you know, on favorite. I'm, I'm telling y'all because because he got the Player of the Year. I, I just I don't see him getting both. Like it, I mean, like it'd be cool to see that happen because, like you said, since since 91, um, hopefully he's a better pro <laughs> than Desmond Howard was. Because my God, Super Bowl um, MVP. To get to get picked fifth overall by Detroit and do nothing. I mean, he was a Super Bowl MVP, but that's because he ran a uh, and it got paid bank by Oakland. Yeah, exactly, and, and did nothing after that. But you know, um, sorry, dark, dark rabbit hole, rabbit hole, <laughs> right, rabbit, rabbit hole, hole, rabbit hole, right? Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so 
before before we create you uh, you guys a show, let's go ahead and end this one. So for the real BK Bob Kelly, Rayshon Buchanan, the greatest EP in all the land, Craig D'Alessandro. This is Michael Marcangelo saying thank you so much for listening to Missing the Point College Football Edition. We will talk to you later. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric ass. Cast.